Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 105. Today, I'll be discussing a case that involves the military, PTSD, and marriage. My sources for today's episode are an episode of Netflix's I Am a Killer, Season 4, Episode 3, titled Serving Time, abqjournal.com, thecinemaholic, and newstribune.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. Support for the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off plus free worldwide shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawn Mower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents stink thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawn Mower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes this Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. My husband loves the boxers, and I have ended up stealing the travel bag to use for extra storage. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CRIMEOCLOCK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CRIMEOCLOCK. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is all of Toby's metal. This is Toby's Purple Heart. He got this here from injuries he got in Afghanistan. We were really proud of Toby when he got all these. But I would gladly give them all back just to have him back. in the beginning, the on-screen text said that there are more than 100,000 military veterans in prisons in the U.S., and more than 15% have been convicted of murder. 
Toby Gregory did two tours in Afghanistan and was never the same after that, according to his mom. At the time of this episode airing, Toby was in the Jefferson County Correctional Facility in Missouri. In 2016, Toby pled guilty to second-degree murder due to diminished capacity for PTSD, and he was sentenced to 24 years in prison. This episode is from the killer's perspective. Toby was born in July 1964. He grew up in the small town of Bell, Missouri. Toby said there wasn't much to do there, so he would party, and he said it was then it was then he realized he liked to drink. He said it didn't get too bad until he joined the military. Toby joined the Marines when he was 23. While he was in the military, he filed a formal complaint against an officer. He said this officer took interest in him, and he said this officer did things to him that were against policy and against the law. He said he was sexually assaulted at gunpoint and had been forced to take Viagra. Toby said when he filed the complaint, he was told that men don't get sexually assaulted and that he should be glad she was having sex with him. As a result of the BS, he was diagnosed with PTSD. He left the Marines in 2005, and after leaving, he struggled to find work as a civilian. In 2007, the military was looking for recruits to join their fight against the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Toby re-enlisted and joined the Army. In 2008, he was deployed to Afghanistan. In December 2008, Toby got a dramatic a traumatic brain injury. He received a purple heart. He said he wasn't flown out because everyone was needed there even though he was bleeding from his nose and mouth. He was still sent on other deployments despite reports of mental health issues. In 2011, Toby was referred to mental health treatment at Fort Carson, Colorado. He was again diagnosed with PTSD. At Fort Carson, Toby met and started dating Inez Talk, who was also a soldier. They had also served time together in Afghanistan. Toby said he and Inez had a connection due to their experiences in the military. He said he could really talk to her about a lot. And in 2012, Toby was ordered to take medical retirement. Inez was sent to Fort Leonard Wood. Toby moved up to St. Louis, and he and Inez got married in 2013. Toby wasn't able to hold down a steady job after leaving the military. By 2016, the marriage was declining, and Toby wasn't working and drinking heavily. The murder took place on August 4, 2016. Toby claims he doesn't remember anything from this day. He said he was told by people that saw him that day that he wasn't acting right. Shortly after 5 p.m., Toby drove to the Owensville Motor Inn. Inez had been staying there due to their declining marriage. Toby said he was running on little sleep, was on medication, and had been drinking. He entered Inez's room at 5.40 p.m., and just three minutes later, he pulled out his gun and opened fire. He said he woke up the next day handcuffed to a bed. He had shot Inez and turned the gun on himself, shooting himself under the chin. He blew his front teeth out and has metal plates holding his face together. At the hospital, Toby was told that Inez had died at the scene. He said he was devastated and he did appear to get emotional, but he was charged with first-degree murder 24 hours after the shooting. Toby said he loved Inez and he believes his PTSD was the cause of this. In 2016, Dr. Stephen Bruce, a psychologist at the University of Missouri at St. Louis, was asked by Toby's defense team to evaluate Toby in jail. Toby had told Dr. Bruce that he became more paranoid after his traumatic brain injury. He said that the soldiers he was working with were becoming his enemies, and this is when he was sent back home. Toby again said he had very little memory of the shooting. He had been drinking very heavily. 
Dr. Bruce said he believes that PTSD was a contributing factor. Dr. Bruce's report became the basis of Toby's defense. However, Toby's case never went to trial. Toby's defense was able to get him a plea deal. He had argued that Toby had diminished capacity as a result of his PTSD. In 2018, Toby was sentenced to 24 years in prison. Inez's family was not notified that a plea deal was going to be offered. Inez and Toby had lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico with Inez's aunt Tanya for about three months while they were looking for somewhere to live. They had a baby boy together named Blake. Inez's family was worried about the couple's relationship, especially about Toby's behavior. Toby was controlling and basically told Inez what to do and what not to do. Tanya said that Toby had threatened her that he was going to kill her and other members of Inez's family. Tanya said that Toby's plan was to completely isolate Inez. But Tanya said she and Inez had many conversations about leaving Toby, and it wasn't until June 2016 that Toby and Inez separated. In the weeks before the murder, they were finalizing their divorce settlement and had agreed to share custody of their son. But the custody agreement didn't go as planned as it was hard to get the baby back from Toby. Inez had moved back to New Mexico to be closer to her family, but she returned to Missouri in August to renegotiate the terms of the divorce and custody. She now wanted sole custody of their son. Tanya said Toby became even more angry when Inez showed up in court with her own attorney. Tanya said she received text messages from Inez on the day of the murder. Inez had said that Toby had gone crazy. On August 3, 2016, the court agreed to consider the revised terms, and the next day, Inez was killed. Tanya said she doesn't believe that Toby said she doesn't believe anything that Toby said and still believes he planned the murder because he didn't get his way in court. Toby's friend Jesse Enderla from the military was also a talking head in this episode. Jesse and Toby had served together in the army from 2009 to 2012. Jesse said Toby didn't have a lot of friends and that he was maybe one of his only friends. Jesse also knew Inez and said she was a great soldier and person. Toby had told Jesse that he and Inez were having an affair. He was also shocked when they both left the military and got married. Jesse had also been diagnosed with PTSD, and he was angered about the fact that Toby was blaming what he had done to Inez on PTSD. Jesse said there are many people who have PTSD who don't do things like this. Another talking head was the sheriff at the time, Sheriff Randy Epsource. He believed that it was an open and shut case because Toby made the decision to get in his car and drive to Owensville, where Inez was staying. He was also one of the first responders on the scene. Inez was found laying on her back and had multiple gunshot wounds, mostly to the head. Sheriff S. S. Forst saw that the motel had surveillance cameras. He asked the manager if the cameras were working, and they said yes. Toby's car was seen pulling into the lot of the motel. He got out and walked straight to Inez's room. He was inside the room for less than three minutes. Inez had been shot once in the room, but was able to walk outside and collapse. He stood over her and shot her four more times, and he then kicked her in the head. Toby will be eligible for parole in 2037 after he serves 19 of 24 years. John Tulk, Inez's dad, also spoke in this episode. John said he didn't ever trust Toby and didn't feel comfortable with Inez dating him. He said Toby was insecure but very threatening. He said that Toby had said in the past that he could just blame everything on PTSD. John said he tried to explain that to the lawyer, who then told him he had no idea that Toby had said that in the past. John said the lawyer had never called him before to ask questions, so he didn't bring it up. Toby said he can see why people don't believe him, but he said he's reminded every day of what he did. 
He said he's he believes he should be released. Toby said he hasn't gotten the treatment that he needs for his PTSD. There is a lot of talk on Reddit, which I understand isn't the greatest source, that Toby has been married several times. So maybe he's not the best husband, father, or all-around person. But I believe he fully went to that motel to kill Inez. Maybe he had been drinking, but he shot her five times. It was described as more of an execution. Maybe he wasn't in his right mind and probably did have damage due to his PTSD and traumatic brain injury. But I think it's best he is serving time. Although it's also heartbreaking that Inez's family didn't know that a plea deal had been in the works. My book recommendation for this week is The Birthday Girl by Sarah Ward. Summary, welcome to Eldie, an island with deadly secrets. Mona, a carefree artist staying at the Collister to work on her illustrations. Beth, the harried mother of a toddler on the remote Welsh island for a weekend with her family. Charlotte, a reluctant stepmother who wanted a romantic getaway with her husband. One of them is a serial killer who poisoned four of her friends at her 11th birthday party. They all fit the profile, who will risk everything to kill again. I was lucky enough to be able to request this book as it was only available for a few days. I was hooked and believed that everyone was suspicious just by the author's description, and she kept that going throughout the whole book. The characters are likable even though they are not meant to be liked. I give this book a 9 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and case. Please let me know your thoughts. Thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Please use code CRIMEOCLOCK for 20% off plus free shipping. And please subscribe to my vlog. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Email me at itscrimeoclocksummer at gmail.com. Buy me a coffee and please leave me a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's Crime O'Clock Summer.